and welcome to 5 Minutes for Earth with your host, Emily Brown. Hi, my name is Lindry Purcell. I'm the president and co-founder of SACS, Families Advocating for Chemical and Toxic Safety, and I'm the vice president of Jonas Philanthropy. What is your relationship to FACTS, and can you tell us a little bit about what they do and its mission? Sure. So I started FACTS after I found out that my six-month-old son had a high lead level. FACTS is a one-stop clearinghouse for evidence-based information and expert resources in children's environmental health. We promote easy, affordable, and sustainable actions to remediate the unnecessary and harmful exposure to chemicals and toxics in our everyday life. That's really cool. <laughs> How big of a problem are toxic chemicals in homes? Oh, it's a huge problem. It's a terrible problem, and it's something that doesn't need to to exist. So there are more than 85,000 uh, chemicals that we use in our daily lives, everything from what's in our shampoo to our toothpaste to our computers, um, and less than 2% have been tested thoroughly um, for health and human safety. So of the 85,000 different chemicals we use, only 2% have been tested for health safety. And so it's kind of like the Wild West out there in our market. We just put things on the market and try them out, see how they go. And the burden of harm is so high and the, the amount of testing that goes on is so low that that means that, that often we find out that these chemicals are not healthy for us, but we find out kind of too late uh, when they're already out in the world. And uh, it's really hard to make change at that point. So, yeah, and it's, it's, it's impacting our children. Um, we have we have a crisis. Our, our children are in crisis in terms of their, their physical health. Um, I got involved in this initially as a special ed teacher in, in West Oakland. I was finding that so many of my students had asthma that uh, it was really impacting their learning uh, because they, they were always looking for inhalers and having trouble breathing. And as a special education teacher, it, it it was just clear that um, that our children are suffering as a result. 43% of children in the United States have at least one chronic health condition. Immune systems in children have increased sensitivity and autoimmune conditions are on the rise. 1 in 12 children have asthma and 1 in 13 have food allergies. And children in 4 million households are exposed to high levels of lead. So uh, there is a chronic epidemic of disease in children, and a lot of it is related to exposure to these chemicals. There's no denying, this is a massive issue. So how are these chemicals getting into our homes and into our bodies? Well, that's a good question. Well, they're, they're, they're so pervasive that they're, like I said, potentially in our toothpaste, potentially in our cosmetics, um, in the food that we eat. A lot of it, pesticides are a big one, not sprayed on conventional food. She explained to me that, through education, you can reduce your exposure to a lot of these chemicals. Most people just don't know how many chemicals they're living with and how dangerous those can be. It can be in your anything from your couch to the carpets that you bring in, to the clothes that you buy that were sprayed in a factory, to your food, to your cosmetics, um, the air you're breathing, what's going on outside your window. I mean, it can kind of make you nuts, but, but like I said, once you know the main things that are out there, then you can take action and, um, and reduce your exposure to So one of the biggest ways these toxins are getting in, fast food containers. 
that's a big one. A lot of them have this um, Teflon kind of chemical inside coating them to um, to keep them the food from soaking through, but that's highly toxic and it gets in our bodies as well. These chemicals are obviously very dangerous to humans. Are they also dangerous to the natural world or just for us? They, a lot of these chemicals that we call forever chemicals because they outlive um, human lifespan, um, particularly um, flame retardants would be in that category, as well as um, like Scotch guard, those kind of chemicals. So these chemicals are not just affecting us, they are affecting our pets too. An uncomfortably large number of these chemicals are found in places our pets also reside. For instance, the chemicals in flame retardants and couches. Both you and your pet are around the furniture and could breathe in those chemicals. And if the toxins get into our pet's bodies, they get into the watershed and into our aquatic ecosystem, causing harm for marine species. Interesting, the state of Washington just, just had a, a, they have one of the strongest um, toxic chemical prevention policies. And they're actually looking at the health of whales. And that's sort of how they, part of the way that they were able to ban a lot of toxic chemicals. Um, they just don't go away. A lot of them don't don't go away over time. And so another reason we need to, to get them at the source and, and have stronger regulations in this country. Um, so what are some things people can do to prevent chemicals from coming into their houses and just to know what is potentially dangerous? The, the good news is like less is more. Getting less stuff and just being really thoughtful about what you do purchase their environmental working group has a great database and you can go on their website and they will rate all of your um, body care products and they also have one for cleaning products so shampoo shaving cream makeup um, and they, they give you a rating one to four and they tell you what's in the product and what's safe and what isn't we will leave a link to these sites she's talking about in the show notes so you can go check those out think about what you use every day and make sure that it checks out okay and the same goes for couches and furniture. On newer ones, you can look at the tags and see if it contains those chemical flame retardants. Dishes, pans, things like that, that's a big one. Um, you can make sure that um, certain stainless steel is good, um, cast iron is good. Just that anything anti-stick, you have to be careful with tool. There's lots of, if you Google around, there are lots of sort of the, the top 10 things to avoid. And that's a great start if you look at toxics in my home, top 10 list. I'm kind of a type A person. I wanted to know, after my, my son had the high lid, I wanted to know every possible thing I could avoid. So I worked with a, a, a PhD student and we came up with a, um, a top 100 kind of list and it's on our site. Link in the show notes. It can make it kind of nutty, but what we say, just take it a little bit at a time. You know, every day, maybe change out one thing or think about how you do things differently. If you're going to do takeout, maybe bring glass containers with you if possible or ask the restaurant to line it with tin foil or air filters are really important if you live in places that have a lot of fires or where there's a lot of air pollution. You can get great indoor air filters and um, water filtration systems. Depending on where you live, it might be a good idea to have some filtered water. A lot of times the British filters aren't enough. You need something like a reverse osmosis system or there's a cheaper over-the-counter thing like a, a Berkeley uh, water filter that you can get. But trying to think if you can go organic as much as you can, that's terrific. Um, certain things that aren't as important to go organic, Environmental Working Group has the top 10 sort of worst fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with pesticides. So for those, you probably do want, want to go organic. 
um, or at least know if you could know your farm. If you live in a rural area, try to try to pick local places and kind of know what they do. Landry also explained that making simple changes like these could potentially reverse consumeristic modes and help you feel better. How can we help stop big companies from using chemicals in their products? That's a good question. Luckily, there are some nonprofits working on this. We need a lot more. Um, again, I would say Green Science Policy Institute is a great one. Healthy Babies, Bright Futures. Uh, there are groups working on educating. A lot of big companies want to have a good reputation. Target's done a good job. CVS is doing a good job taking a lot of the worst stuff off their shelves. A lot of it comes down to consumer demand. So as consumers are educated, and Target is a good example, and consumers said, we don't want plastic baby bottles anymore. We know that chemicals in plastic often leach into the, the fluids inside, we want glass bottles like from the olden days, and then Target started selling glass bottles. So consumer demand is huge. Honestly, when I started this episode, before we had recorded, I had no idea how big and far-reaching this issue is. It was eye-opening, scary, and so interesting to find out. Wow, these chemicals are everywhere, and we aren't even recognizing them in our lives, and they are doing some serious damage to our health. This is a unique issue because it's so far-reaching. There's chemicals in so much of what we use, and that means that we have the ability and the motivation to change so much of what we use. In doing that, we can help our health, our children's health, and our environmental health. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Landry. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. back next week for a brand new episode. This has been 5 Minutes for Earth with your host, Emily Brown, brought to you by the Placer High School Environmental Club. Please take a moment to visit our website, linked in the show notes, or follow us on Instagram at Placer underscore environmental underscore club. Thank you so much for sharing and writing reviews on our podcast. It means so much to us. Thank you. As always, all the information presented in the podcast is linked in the show notes. A big thank you to all club members. See you next week. Bye!